Well, hello, my kryptonite, and welcome to the first ever, ever Shiller podcast. Now, the aim of this podcast is for me to provide you, my beautiful listeners, the latest crypto news, and you will notice now and again I interject with some critical analysis, which is either of a whoop of delight or the sound of someone who's just stepped in some dog turd. Um, now, remember, I know they all say this, but I'm not a financial advisor, and... What I say should not be taken as financial advice, seriously. Um, I wish I could sort of like type that out in small print, but um, I don't think you can do that on podcasts. Uh, anyway, I also hope to bring you interviews with some of the big hitters in the industry over the coming days, weeks, months, etc., etc. Depends whether you still stay interested in what I have to say. So um, obviously stay tuned for that. And there is a Twitter page, which is at... I'm going to say, was it at Schiller the? Don't ask why it's that way around instead of the Schiller. Um, or if you have any questions, then it's uh, the Schiller podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, Google. But it's no time to mess about, especially in the crypto world, which moves faster than you say Bolt on Haley's Comet, unless you've obviously been watching Bitcoin's progress recently, which has been very, very, very slow. By the way, I hope you like the weird royalty intro music. It's, it was free, so that's why I used it. Um, it was equally weird free stuff at the end of this podcast. Anyway, we start with Yale University. I'm sure you've all applied to go to Yale, haven't you? Um, so basically, uh, the chat is that Yale University has invested in two cryptocurrency funds. The herd of institutional investors at cryptocurrency bulls such as Mike Novogratz, who's always involved in their crypto chat and he always has a thing to say or two. He's been a little bit bearish though recently for some reason over Bitcoin and where it will get to at the end of the year. Anyway, he had, um, Novogratz has perennially said that it's just over the horizon is making a final appearance as reports have emerged that one of the largest university endowments has invested in two cryptocurrency funds, uh, that being Yale University. Now, citing an anonymous source familiar with the matter, Bloomberg, uh, they report that Yale University, uh, the Ivy League school, uh, whose endowment is the second largest in higher education, I'm trying to think, would that be Harvard, the other one, um, has invested in Paradigm, a cryptocurrency fund founded by Coinbase co-founder Fred Ersham, I believe, and former Sequoia, honestly, where do they come up with these names? Former Sequoia Capital partner Matt Huang and Pantera Capital veteran Charles Noyes. I'm sure they've all got a few bucks. Including Yale's investment, Paradigm has raised $400 million to invest in the cryptocurrency space, making it one of the largest such invest in, in, oh, I say, investment funds alongside Pantera, Polychain Capital and Anderson Horowitz. Uh, concurrently, CNBC reports that David Swenson, a Yale's Warren Buffett, Buffet, Buffett, Buffet. Do you know the word Buffet, by the way, should be pronounced Buffet? It's never been a French word. Anyway, I think it's Warren Buffett. Invested university money in Anderson Horowitz's $300 million cryptocurrency fund, which the firm announced in June. Notably, uh, A16Z said at the time that it does not intend to be a fair weather investor. That's another name for Andreessen Horowitz, by the way. A16Z, it all sounds a bit, uh, a little bit prisoner. Um, 
We have an all-weather fund, uh, the firm says. Uh, we plan to invest consistently over time, regardless of the marketing conditions. If there is another crypto winter, we'll keep investing aggressively. I, I could carry on. What is interesting is that Yale, I mean, obviously, they've done their homework. And to be investing that sort of money into crypto is pretty big news. Um they obviously don't want to be left behind um, like other institutions uh, investing a heck of a lot of money. Hang on, what is it? Yale's endowment currently stands at $29.4 billion, uh, a record high following a 12.3% during the fiscal year that ended on June the 30th. $29.4 billion. Uh, that's pretty remarkable. We move on to... Um, Goldman Sachs. Now, Goldman Sachs, Goldman Back Circle is selling cryptocurrency collections. You may or may not have heard recently that Coinbase, um, those who are kind of new to crypto, you should all kind of, Coinbase is kind of like the first thing you come across usually when you want to buy Bitcoin or Ethereum or uh, Litecoin, which obviously not many people are doing at the moment, but it might make a bit of a comeback, and Ethereum Classic, which they added recently, although it didn't make much of a spike as when they added it, which everybody expects anyway. That's the sort of first protocol. That's kind of where you go to to buy your first bit of crypto anyway. So they launched a product recently where you can basically sort of like buy, it's like a pick and mix. You can sort of invest some money, I think as low as $25, and you can basically buy a bit of everything, which is pretty cool. Um, so it sounds like Circle are kind of doing a similar thing. Here's what it says. Circle Invest announced today the launch of three new collections of index funds for cryptocurrency. Divya Agarwala, uh, the senior vice president at Circle, posted on the company's blog that the buy the market feature, <coughs> excuse me, that probably sounded quite loud on uh, the podcast, was so successful that over 30% of our users are taking advantage of it. Um, now, basically, uh, the article, this one appears in uh, CCN, and basically they reported that Circle released this feature in May as a way for customers to buy a market cap way to positions in the assets listed on the platform. The three new collections will contain an index of coins based on their main goal stroke mission, platforms, payments, and privacy. We all like our privacy coins, um, don't we, I think? Anyway, while some crypto enthusiasts may take issue with the broad categorizations and clear overlap between them, Circle has picked out coins for each collection. That's nice. Sounds like something from the Royal Mint. Crypto is complicated, Agawala said. Tell me about it, by the way, mate. And many projects aim to solve similar real-world problems but take vastly different approaches to get there, she added, explaining... Projects like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Stellar and Litecoin are trying to build superior payment rails based on blockchain technology so that making payments is as easy, instant and as borderless as sending an email. If customers are passionate about this category of asset and want to invest, they can simply buy the payments collection. Um, that sounds very exciting. Each of the assets in the collection will be weighted by market cap. So I'm guessing you get more Bitcoin than anything else. 
I'm, I'm assuming. Anyway, customers will be also be able to educate themselves on the collections through our in-product in product content. Ooh, that's nice. Uh, the option to purchase the collections is now available in Circles Invest's latest updates on the iOS and Android apps. Okay, right. So, I mean, in my opinion, that's a, it's, it, that's quite a good way of getting people who... Because there are going to be newcomers. There are a lot of people who left crypto because nothing has basically happened for the past few months. The price slumped. I mean, you guys all know that. We were up. I mean, uh, apologies to the people who have kind of been uh, following crypto since the year dot, but um, Bitcoin went up silly amounts to 20,000 from about 2,000 or whatever it was last year and then made a sharp dip. And so we're now looking at about 6,500, 6,600. And people were predicting at the start, during the bull run, at the start of the year, people were predicting that, oh yeah, Bitcoin's going to hit 50,000. Bitcoin's going to hit 80,000 at the end of 2018. Um, let's just say we've had a little bit of a quiet year and is highly, highly, highly unlikely that we're going to be hitting 50K probably not going to hit 20k to be fair and we're pro i mean we're not sure what we're looking at because i think may was supposed to have a bit of a bull run and that never happened um so i, I mean things might happen next month as uh, this thing called backed which i'm sure you've heard of some of you have heard of anyway um a sort of investment vehicle um which is going to launch and it's got the backing of ice ice which are the sort of like this kind of parent body i guess you call it of the new york stock exchange so obviously there's some clever clogs that are behind that and they're looking for big investment and also they get involved with starbucks who uh, they're trying to make crypto something that's kind of the public can use as well so they're talking to starbucks and in a way i'm guessing they're going to produce a product or starbucks is going to get involved by helping them produce something that will help people get um sort of crypto friendly i guess because you know there's only still a handful of people who either know about crypto or kind of talk about crypto and bought some crypto so it does need kind of a, a wider spread of people to get involved a kind of retail uptake um so yeah that is that that's my sort of two pence worth uh, i forgot what i was talking about anyway uh here's a guy who did make some prediction or has made some predictions i think he said that Bitcoin was going to get to 91K uh, at the end of the year. I think you made that in March or something like that. Oh, no, 91K in 2020, which might still happen. But at the moment, obviously, there'll be a lot of people who have been watching uh, coin market cap for however long and seen uh, Bitcoin under 7,000 for quite a long time. Anyway, so the guy, Tom Lee, um, in charge of Fundstrat, or spokesman person for Fundstrat, he says that Bitcoin shouldn't have a problem hitting the $20,000 mark. Now, in a recent interview with CNBC, Fundstrat's Tom Lee spoke about the prevailing scenarios in current cryptocurrency market and touched upon the institutional as well as the public's perspective on Bitcoin price slump. Bitcoin has been undergoing a steady hold above $6,000 mark for some weeks now, as I've just been talking about, and investors across the board have called this point as Bitcoin strong support. 
and Bitcoin did kind of drop to about 5,800 and people were sort of saying that it might go down to 4K or something, $4,000, it never did. Um, so the support is there. I think it's about 5,800. It was quite strong support anyway. But the thing is, it's not really broken through the resistance. Uh, so it's kind of it kind of peaked over, peeped, sorry, should I say, peeped over $7,000 not too long ago. But now it's been in this sort of like middle sixes, uh, $6,000 for quite a while. Anyway, Lee had earlier stated that Bitcoin's hold at the $6,000 mark is a great sign for investors and enthusiasts alike because there is an indication of a reverse in prices. Now, according to Lee, the prices will shoot up because certain catalysts acting as a support for cryptocurrencies. He feels that the launch of ice-backed, backed, haha, I've been talking about that, anyway, will act as a required push for the positive adoption of cryptocurrencies. In the interview, um, he said, the financial analyst, uh, as they call him, spoke about a survey conducted for both institutional investors as well as the general cryptocurrency public. The results of the survey had shown that 44% of the cryptocurrency Twitter, which is the public twitter people uh yeah anyway so <laughs> feels that bitcoin will continue to fall to the till the beginning of next year now you see where the pessimism comes from uh, we're a pessimistic bunch that is um on the other hand 54 percent of institutional investors people keep harping on about these institutional investors anyway um, stated that the price of Bitcoin has bottomed out and from here on out, the cryptocurrency is going to see a steady climb, which is what you'll have to convince those uh, 44% of the cryptocurrency Twitter um, to believe. Um, Lee added that the perception of the public as well as the institutional investors shows that a pattern of increasing adoption of the cryptocurrency. He went on to say that Bitcoin's stronghold at the $6,000 mark is not a coincidence and that it's a mark of a fledgling digital asset. Woo! Tom Lee stuck to his opinion that Bitcoin can still hit the $20,000 mark and gave his reasons for it. He said, quote... Hitting 20k shouldn't be a problem for Bitcoin. Looking at all the facts right now, the cryptocurrency is still in its nascent stages and the 50 million cryptocurrency wallets that exist right now are contributing to most of it. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. It's like, I think it's kind of controlled by, I mean, it is. It's controlled by whales. The people with, the people, I mean, I'm sure you know what whales are, but there's people with a lot of money. And because cryptocurrency um, because the, I guess the market cap isn't still that big, even in Bitcoin, um, it can be caught relatively easily manipulated. The prices can anyway. But anyway, um, he uh, with the industry suddenly growing, the number of wallets are obviously going to rise, which will play a hand in the prices shooting up. Again, my issue with this is that how much Bitcoin is there really out there? And how much is owned by these whales? I mean, uh, phew, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tricky, and I like to think that um, when people kind of FOMO in, fear of missing out, that is, when they kind of FOMO in a little bit like they did last year, when Bitcoin does finally start to rise, that they're the ones who are going to influence the price and not some whale dumping it. So... That is my only little worry. Anyway, yeah, goes that there's basically the end of the kind of new section. Uh, before we go, have a look at the Bitcoin price at this moment in time. It's the 5th of October. We are at 7.21 GMT. So depending around the world where you are, 
This is the current price of Bitcoin. Um, $6,572, a 24-hour change of minus 0.23%. So can you see how little it's kind of moving? It's been like that for like days, uh, weeks or whatever. Um, Ethereum, which kind of nudged. I mean, it has been uh, just on a constant dip. Very similar to the way it rose last year, up to over $1,000. It's just been on a... A steady, steady dip, and now it's at $222.83, which isn't sounding very good, but a lot of people are predicting that Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum is going to make a bit of a pump. People are sort of saying that Ethereum has been oversold. Um, Ripple, number three, uh, we're looking at $0.51 cents at the moment. That's gone down nearly 4%, so that euphoria over Ripple recently, and the X-Rapid product, which they've got... Um, that has kind of died down a little bit. I know not everybody's a fan of Ripple. Bitcoin Cash, definitely people aren't fans of, but it's got good backing. That's $511.15. That's gone down just over a percent. EOS, which is not... Yeah, kind of Ethereum's challenger. People are saying that's um, $5.71. I've gone down a percent. And number six, I mean, I could go on, but I won't because it'll be boring you. Stella Lumen. So just recently released a uh, trading um, product on uh, which you can uh, go to. It's just basically uh, Stella um, and you can trade with Fiat and a few other um, coins, tokens that have been are based on the... Or are backed by the Stellar platform. Anyway, that is at 24 cents, but um, you know we've seen that much higher as well. So everything is still quite down. We've not had the bull run yet, which we're expecting, which will eventually lead to an altcoin bull run kind of thinking, but um, really, who knows? Anyway, I really, really hope that you enjoyed the first uh, podcast of the Schiller. I will be back very soon with more crypto news. Until then, I will see you all soon. Laters.